0: As a licensed clinical mental health clinician associate, the information shared in this podcast, Permission Granted, does not replace seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Thank you for tuning in to Permission Granted Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Morell, And as always, you guys, you know, I, I just like to give you the best so this episode we have felicia hicks gaston she is the owner and operator of the wordy girl literary services i know y'all wondering like what is the wordy girl what is the wordy girl well we're gonna find out today what the wordy girl is And who better then to talk about it than Felicia? She's the owner, the operator. And when I tell you guys, I'm excited that I even know her and know about this service that she offers. Um, As some of you know, I wrote a book and I did not know this gym. Hear me, y'all. This gym was right here beside me. Now, I'm not taking away from my publisher, the student teacher, because she did an amazing job. However, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's it's just a blessing when you have good people around you. So you guys, let's welcome Felicia Hicks-Gaston, the wordy girl to Permission Granted Podcast.
1: Hello, Felicia. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited. Well, good afternoon, Kimberly. Thank you so much, first and foremost, for having me. I am humbled. I am honored to be here. I am excited to talk about the Wordy Girl Literary Services and tell you how all of that was birthed. And I am just excited about what God is going to do in this setting. And um, again, just thank you for having me. Hey, No problem. No problem. Because when they hear about what
0: the Wordy Girl is, they do want the service, too. Okay. now before we get into wordy girl let's get into felicia
1: tell us about felicia okay well again like you said i am felicia hicks gaston i am from raleigh north carolina and i am the youngest of four i have um Three older siblings who I call my three original supervisors because being the baby of the family, everybody's <laughs> a supervisor. So They are <laughs> the five original supervisors to include my parents. And then I have um, a sister named Cherie, who is six years older than myself, a brother named Mark, who I affectionately call daddy number one. I have a brother named Jonathan, who is two years older than myself, who I Called Daddy Number Two, and I have to include my my brother-in-law, um, Marcus, my sister's husband, who is Daddy Number Three. So I have I have three siblings and three daddies. <laughs> um, I must mention the two loves of my life, my two nephews, Gerard Hicks and Braylon Hicks, and they are twenty six and nine, respectively. So that kind of makes up who who I am and where I'm from. I've been in Charlotte for, next year will be 30 years. I moved to Charlotte in 1993 when I married my now late husband, Tracy Gaston. And um, Charlotte has become definitely home for me, but I am also open to new homes and new locations. So I'm just excited about this season of my life that God is moving and doing some things and the greatest thing he has done, um, he has helped me to remove the blockage of fear. So I am quite open to whatever God has for me.
0: That's awesome. And so just so you guys understand why I'm so excited. So Felicia and I attend the same church. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicia has definitely been there longer than um, than my husband and I. Um, and she's a singer and all that good stuff and uh, uh, just an all around phenomenal person I, I want to share this story um, when I returned to church after my dad's passing and you came up to me and you whispered some words of encouragement in my mm-hmm. ear and what you said I was like okay Lord nobody knows how much my dad used to always every conversation he ended with I pray for y'all. I pray for all of y'all, and you said something along those lines about my daddy's prayers,
1: Hmm. and that
0: really like touched my heart. You probably don't even remember that, do you? I I
1: I remember (laughs) greeting you when you came back, but I really don't remember what was said. So that definitely was a was a God thing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because that encourages me.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. So when I say I've known her, I've known her, and I know that in the past you, I, years ago, you did an article, mm-hmm. and um, everybody was talking about it. And, and I don't think I got a chance to read it, but I was like, "Oh, she writes, right?" So when did you realize that writing was your thing? I think
1: I knew and didn't know at a very early age. I knew it was something that, number one, came very easily for me. Um, I am quite expressive in my writing and I came to realize that it was an area of passion for me. And I know we were together in the car on yesterday and I was sharing with you all that when I was in fourth grade, a program came to Wake County Schools called the Wisconsin design, and they they named it that specifically because it was a program they had tried in Wisconsin um, to show that after a child reaches a certain um, platform academically, this program tapped into your artistic side, whether mm-hmm. it was acting, writing, you know, those artsy kinds of things, and I was blessed to be chosen as the first student to go through the program. Okay. And I tell people that my fourth grade year, I spent half the year by myself. And what the program was set up to do was you would spend the first half of your day doing your regular schoolwork, but then the second half of your day, um, for me, they chose writing. And so I actually made a book of poetry. And because I was the only student at the time, I had definitely one-on-one instruction. So the instructor actually um, encouraged me in my writing, told me things to do differently. And I believe now looking back, that's where the love of writing began for me.
0: Okay. So you fourth grade
1: and Mm -hmm. how long was the program for? So they did it for... um, half of a school year Um, they didn't want you to be away from your peers for a whole year so the program was designed to be I think the second half of the school year so from like I'd say December to that June um, I did that for half a day every year Monday through Friday
0: just the fourth grade year though yes uh huh
1: because okay. I don't think they continued with the program okay. and there was um one other young Um, male that ended up joining me because you had to test at a certain level before they would even let you enter the program.
0: Okay so you haven't had that
1: experience and writing that book of poetry Um, do you still have that book of poetry? You know Kim I looked for it when um, we sold my parents house and I looked and looked and looked I'm sure my mother who kept everything her children did (laughs) it up somewhere but we kind of sold the house i won't say in a rush but i really would have liked to have had time to really look through now it might have dry rotted by this time because that was 1974 maybe but i did look for it because i thought about it and just to tell you something funny now whenever um any kind any type of accolade comes from a writing standpoint my sister says Oh, that's that Wisconsin design. (laughs) So that's her, that's her joke that, um, that, that, because I went through that program, that's why I do the things I do now. But I do believe those skills really were, um, I like to use the term, that's when those skills were set ablaze in me. Okay. I, I really believe that.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you, are you an avid book
1: reader? Now, I'm going to admit this publicly, and I know this sounds um, terrible, but I'm actually not. Okay. Um, And I have to be honest, I am one who would prefer to wait on the movie Mm. than to read the book, and I'm not a, and i I take that back now. I've developed a lot, but I'm not a big book reader, like I can't look at a book. That's real thick because I, in my mind, I'm not going to finish it. Mm-hmm. So my writings tend to be short. I write short stories. Um, my books are going to be fairly short. I know that about me. And, and another little interesting point of fact, my mother's name and my grandmother's name was Novella, N-O-V-E-L-L-A. And that actually means little novel.
0: Really? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So that, that little novel is in me. So it won't okay. be a huge volume and it might be several volumes to it, but I tend to keep my writings relatively short.
0: Okay. All right. So after that that um appreciation for the literary world was, you know, was ignited in you, how did that trans, how did it show up throughout your education?
1: So I always did very well in anything concerning anything literary. So English was never a problem. Um, my grades were always through the roof as far as anything to 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 do with the writing. And I have to attribute a lot of that to my mother as well. Mm-hmm. We called her an undercover English teacher because oh. she had a determination that her children would would number one write well and then they would speak well. Mm-hmm. and so, she was that type of mother that would check your work and make you do it over if it wasn't right. She was the type of mother that could be washing dishes at the sink and hear you say something outside the window and say, "Don't ever let me hear that come out of your mouth again." You're gonna learn, you're gonna learn basic subject verbs. I don't even care if you're joking. Don't say it around me. So, that was the standard. So you have that side and then the other side, that was a joy. And I and I think I just realized it was never a chore. Mm-hmm. I never had a problem putting words together to fill a page.
0: That made me think about um, whenever we are talking in person or when we're joking, I notice you take time to process before you say stuff.
1: Hmm. I didn't even know that about myself, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like you you know what you're gonna say,
0: but you you do notice. I notice the diction of it, and okay. and everything. And you not big on slang words. You I, use them, but that's yeah. not your you know. But to hear you explain, you know the upbringing. Okay, it makes sense now. Not that it's bad or anything. Yeah, I
1: think there's a yeah. time and place for slang. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with you on that. And I, and I do find it irritating as I see people talking on TV, a lot of the athletes who become um broadcasters. You yeah. know, the, the there was a time for slang on the field, but now let's uh, you know, let's transition. Switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <so. laughs> let's transition. Okay.
0: So after high school, how did you continue on with your literary season? journey?
1: So I I know, I would say about, I I would say I was mid-20s, and I'd always told my mother, I said, I know now that, you know, I'm a writer, and I would write things at church, and I'll never forget, um, my sister was over the Easter program one year, and she had some liturgical dancers come and dance, and she said, I just need something to transition because they were going to actually do a Christmas song um, as part of the Easter production. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, but it all ties in together. I mean, if you believe the Christmas story, then you believe the Easter story. And so I remember I just sat down and I started pulling some things together and one sentence just tied it all together. And it said, from Bethlehem's Manger to Golgotha's Hill. And I went mm-hmm. on to say some things. And after service, my pastor called my sister and said, Where did you find that reading that you read? And that just really blessed me because she said, He said, What book did you find that in? And she said, Oh, uh, and my nickname is Lily, by the way, but she said, Oh, it wasn't in the book, um, Pastor. She said, Lily wrote it. And she said, he was like, she wrote that? And and she said, yeah, and I think she wrote it this morning. (laughs) But I I just, I I realized that that was a gift. And then people would come to me. People would come to me and say, help me do this. I mean, I could be at the shampoo bowl at the shop. um, And one of my best friends used to be my stylist. And she'd say, okay, partner, help, help me. You need to help me with these words. And so we'd be at the shampoo bowl and I'm like, well, tell me what you got. And then we're just throwing stuff together. And a couple of times she say, okay, I'm gonna let this just sit on your head. I got to go write this down. <laughs> so, okay. I, and at that point, I never still thought about it as a business.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
1: thought it was something that I did well and that I might could use it one day in a business as far as other things. But I never thought about actually creating a writing business. Mm-hmm. Okay. until I realized that a lot of people struggle in that area a lot of people don't write well and I I'm, think I'm, I'm one of them but okay go ahead. <laughs> okay I think the biggest misnomer is that if you don't write well you're not smart and mm-hmm. that is just not true none of us does everything well That's Um, correct. but I realized because I've I've even helped my sister a lot with papers in school. And I would tell her, well, you do the work. You do the research. I will help you to pull it together. And I'll never forget, she said, just tell me what it is you want. You know, just help me to do this. And so there was this red wool coat I wanted. And I said, okay, I'm going to help you do this. You can buy me the coat. So I'll never forget, she got her paper back. She was um in school at UNCG and she was driving back to Raleigh. She said, girl, let's go ahead and order that coat. She said, let me read to you what my professor said. He said, have you considered a career in journalism? <laughs> so, and all these stories are coming back today. So I realized it was something that I did well, but again, I just never thought about it in terms of providing a service to people. Mm-hmm. But I always heard you know my pastor Dr. Steven say, you know that that you're willing to do for free, you know may very well be the thing that you know ends up providing your financial needs
0: exactly now you you work as an admin mhm. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing do you use
1: a lot of your literary services as the admin? I do, and um, I guess one of my funnier stories about him and I, because we had worked together for, March will be 24 years, so almost 24 (laughs) years, and I'll never forget the first thing he gave me to edit. I pulled out a red pen, and I think I had (laughs) more red marks on the paper than there were black ink marks on the paper. And so he looked at it, he he just held it in his hand, and I said, is (laughs) something wrong? And he said, well, I see you're not shy. <laughs> and I don't know if he thought I going go hold back because I was new. But if that's my gift, let me help you. And so he has totally learned to lean and depend um, on me as far as the writing. Because he too, and I don't think he would mind me saying this, because he always makes a joke that he was out sick the day the teacher taught spelling. <laughs> <laughs> And a part Ooh. of me say, no, you were out that whole month. <laughs> Ooh, I, don't, I don't feel bad, then. I don't feel
0: bad.
1: <laughs> but case in point, you know, I mean, it is something that I do well. I've written a lot for him. I've ghostwritten a lot for him. Um, I think one of my specialties, Kim, is not just putting the words on the page, but word placement. And also um, learning how to re-emphasize a thought without using the same words over and over and over. Explain that. Okay, so for instance, if I were to <clears throat> say, it's raining outside, well, my next sentence may mention the word precipitation as opposed to rain. OK, so I wouldn't have, you know, the rain this and then it rained. And because to me, that's that's boring for the reader, mm-hmm. but I could use the word precipitation. I could use um, there are other ways I would be able to describe to you, the reader, that it was a very rainy day okay. without using the word rain or rainy all the way down the page. So I believe okay. that's one of my strengths.
0: OK. So tell me about, because we're going to get into some more things, so let's get into um, how long have you, would you say, that you have been helping your fellow people um, with writing before you kicked off the Wordy Girl Literacy Services?
1: Okay. I would say at least the last 30 years of my life, again, I don't give it, um, I did not previously give it a lot of thought because number one, my spirit is a person that believes in helping.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if I can help you in this way, then let me help you. But again, I never thought about it as a business. Mm-hmm. I have written and ghostwritten for a lot of folks for free <laughs> Man, if I had a no I'm done <laughs> I mean just because it comes easy and that's my nature especially among friends it's no big mm-hmm. deal what do you need mm-hmm. and actually I mentioned my my former stylist I kind of got smart you know it clicked in so at the end of one of those shampooing, and um, you know give me some word sessions when she took my hair down, I said, okay, now how much are you taking off my hair? She said, oh, that's fair. I said, yeah, it is fair. Because I have just given you three, four paragraphs of text that you're going to use in your meeting at church tomorrow. So uh, what well, we're knocking off is this, this hairdo. So I think we agreed on $15 at the time. But that probably was the first time I said, okay, I have something that people need.
0: hmm so and that's that, one thing, that's one thing I um, remember when I worked in public health was um, if you got programs and if you're developing something new, you want to develop something that meets the need that the other things are not needed.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: I'm going to say this, but we don't have to get into it now unless you want to. Mm-hmm. I noticed you when we when you first told me about your business, You mentioned I can help with um, social media posts. I can help with, you know, the wording for that and other things. And I'm like, wow, who would have thought that you can have somebody that you, of course, you pay, um, that can help you help your business, Mm -hmm. even with your social media posts. And as for businesses, sometimes you will time it so that a certain post show up at this time. hmm mm-hmm. So how how amazing mm-hmm. it would be if I were to hire the Wordy Girl Literacy Services. <coughs> we got a contract going that twice a month, you come up with a post, and it goes up on my social media. So like, even in that area, talk about, let me back up also, ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna give you the floor, but it's just like I want you to be able to like with the ghost writing and even with social media posts for your business. How does the wordy girl literacy literacy I can even call her,
1: literary country,
0: literary <laughs> service, y'all? You know, country girl get tangled up sometimes. <laughs> um, literary services can be of assistance for business owners.
1: But well, let me again, let me reiterate this fact. Because you don't do that well does not mean you are not smart. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. You know, the word says to <clears throat> write the vision and make it plain. I have as a little motto on my, um, in my checkbook, if you know the vision, I can help you to write it. Mm. And so that's, the ghostwriting part of it when you look at most of the um well-known athletes actors and actresses and just people who are in the public eye if they have a book most of them have been ghostwritten sometimes it's just because you don't have the time mm-hmm. again you may have the thoughts i can help you to pull those thoughts together and put them on paper so anything concerning words I can help you. Now, as in any type of business, you have to set a standard. Now, I'm not going to um, help you to form words for something that is demonic Mm -hmm. or something that is um, immoral. Mm So I'm only going to do those things that bring light, but I can Um, use that blank canvas of a blank sheet of paper and help you to fill it with words. And and let me say this about my boss and even other pastoral types. They are highly intelligent and you can preach in incomplete sentences. It's a complete thought, but not a complete sentence. That's what the editing was about um, with that first thing I, I edited for my boss and I had to help him to understand It's not that it's poorly written, but they're not complete sentences. If you're sending this out to somebody, then we need to make it in complete sentences because right now you have thoughts that are not sentences. You could preach this and preach the church happy, but if this is going on paper, then we need to clean up these sentences a little bit and make them, Mm -hmm. you know, make them fit. What is the English standard?
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So ghostwriting, Mm -hmm. Um, how long does that take? Like, how do you even start? How do you start? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you start, first of all, by talking to the client or potential client about what it is that you are seeking. What is your end result? Do you want help from start to finish? Do you want me to just help you to organize your thoughts because a lot of times, um, just because of the nature of people, you wanna talk about, um, well, it, it could go so many ways. So you could start from the ending and go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of movies where they show the here and now, but then they unpack it by taking you back to the beginning. Yeah. Well, your writing could do that. Or you might wanna say that on you know January 1, 2019, You know, I was born and this is what happened up to that point. So the first thing I try to discern and hear from my client is what is the end result that you are seeking? And I've learned as a rule of ghostwriting, it is not up to me to help you to sell your publication or your article once it's done. My part in it is to help you to get it written and to get it written correctly. That's my goal. So I don't, um once it's done and it's done to <laughs> your satisfaction and mine, then I bear no responsibility as to what happens after then. And I think that's important to say because people tend to want to blame you when the book doesn't sell or this doesn't turn out the way you thought. Well, no, I've completed my assignment. Mm. Now that's, You're going to have to hire somebody else to do the other part. But I've done what my contract stated that I would do.
0: Okay. And how long do you normally give yourself um, when you are doing any type of ghostwriting, review, editing,
1: or anything? I think, um, Kim, honestly, again, that comes back to what it is that the person is seeking. Okay. Now, I am very honest because I do work a full-time job. And again, my business is in its infancy stages. So I don't have um a 12, 13-hour window per day to work on that particular thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And it's funny. we're It's not funny. I know God ordained it all that we're having this conversation because you heard one of my clients in the car as we were riding on Wednesday. Y'all, let me tell y'all something.
0: <laughs> and I, and you know if your client hears this podcast this is not nothing against them right, but right. to hear in his voice like this can't move until you get your eyes on this. that's what it sounded like in his voice and I'll wait <laughs> that to me is a testament to the quality and the trust that people who receive your services um, have in what you produce. Well, thank you. And I think think that makes it, and I can hear the relationship. Granny, he's been receiving your services for some time. You know, let me me clear it up. For free. For for free, for some time. Let let me clean that up. When I say services, we talk about literary Literary, services. Literary (laughs) services. services (laughs) services yes, yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is he the fact that he was like oh whatever whenever you get back from the mountain top, yeah that says to me that you are you know that they trust what you do and I think that's very important to um, work with someone that you
1: trust and I and yes and just to use this client as an example we started very slowly it started with can you help me with this one paragraph <clears throat> and then he had a project he had a project for school and so those paragraphs led to multiple paragraphs multiple pages and i i love working with him because and this will probably get us into another conversation he never questions what i charge him mm-hmm. he said i need the work i know you're good at what you do I'd rather pay you than somebody I don't know. And whenever I send him an invoice, he has cashed out me within five minutes. Wow. So that um, blesses me. I've I've had instances where um, a young man wanted to use my services. And the first question out of his mouth let me know that we were not gonna be working together because he said, what can I do? to make this um, less expensive for me. And I wasn't being curt, but I was being honest. I said, you can write it yourself. Because if you're hiring me, then you're gonna hire me. And I have learned to not dumb down my skills. I have learned to not lessen in any capacity my skills. Because I know what I, number one, one, now I know what I'm called to do. Number two, I know what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. I know the results that come from things being Mm well-written. People have gotten jobs because their cover letter was Mm well-written. People have gotten that second look. People have, um, increase their readership because things were well written. And, I, and I'm and i gonna tell you, I know it's a passion for me now because I see so many great posts on Facebook but then I would love to share that thought. But if it's not written well, I will not share it because mm. I don't want anybody to think that I wrote it.
0: Is that why some people put the uh, hashtag repost?
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's a good idea, but I I honestly don't even want to repost it because sometimes if I've got to decipher what this word is,
0: yes. I and I, and I don't want
1: to get off the subject, but even in a in a work setting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: please, please, please people, and I'm giving you all this for free. Please don't use text speak in emails. Text speak is for texting. Do not the word you is y o u it's not the letter u <laughs> the word is four, for f o r it is not the number 4 that's text speak mm. so that's my soapbox on that <laughs> okay okay that's a good
0: soapbox though no yeah, okay all right so knowing your value mm-hmm. even when you have your first conversation when it comes to to your business and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're very upfront hey I, I do work a full-time job so mm-hmm. if you're looking for something with a quick turnaround time I may not be the person for you but if you're looking for something quality then mm-hmm. I am
1: yeah again yes and again depending on what it is you want it may yeah. be it may be um just one <laughs> article that you want, mm-hmm. that we might could even talk through over the phone. You heard the conversation. I said to him, "If it is just a couple of paragraphs, read them to me." Yeah. Let's use the technology that we have. Read them to me. I'm I'm constantly. I probably can tell you how to do it while you're reading it to me. He didn't want to do that, y'all. He's like, "Nah, I'll let you read." <laughs> <laughs> you and know I, what? <laughs> Because when
0: Literally. you read stuff out, when I was in school, the, uh, my grandmother used to my grandmother used to help me with my homework, and she would say, "Read it out loud." Mm-hmm. And when you start to read it out loud, you hear your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess he didn't want us to hear his mistakes, so he didn't read it out loud. But well, he,
1: then,
0: <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't mind waiting. I'm
1: gonna say this to you as well. This is why I believe even in a even in a non um monetary sense you need somebody else sometimes to read what you write and i'm gonna say this because after reading it so many times you read what you think you should see mm-hmm. and that's how we miss things a lot of times yeah. um because you know what especially when when you wrote it you know what the sentence is supposed to say and it's 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 amazing that The word is not there, but you can almost see it there. And Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, how they say that doctors make terrible patients. Well, oh, gosh, it it grates my very last nerve to have somebody edit my stuff. (laughs) But every editor needs an editor. That's true. Um, And so it's just been funny, though, because a couple of times I've submitted editorials to the Charlotte Post and to other publications, but it Mm. irritated me so badly when they changed the title or cut out this or cut out that. And I remember um, with the the Baptist newspaper, the um, Baptist informer. I've written a lot of things and ghost written a lot of things for my boss and I'm actually friends with the editor and I remember calling her saying no 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 sis if you gotta cut something you can cut out that that next paragraph but that one right there needs to stay in there so that became my joke and she too is a writer and an editor and I think she's published a couple of books and she's like I knew you were gonna call me. I knew you were gonna call me when I cut it out. And she said, Lisa, the problem is you don't want none of it cut. And I was and I just said to her, Well, just do what you have to do. Because I'm not even gonna read it now when it comes out. <laughs> but that's our joke. But you know what? But um everybody's view of a thing is different. Yeah. But I had to submit to her because she uh-huh. was the editor of that publication and I was not. So I humbled myself and um you know, let her do what she needed to do. But it's funny because I became one of her um, first points of contact when she needed help, because she would say to me, how can I reword this? How can I? And so she recognized the gift that was within me. So and again, we're friends, so we could laugh and joke. But but yes, every editor needs an editor.
0: It's funny you say that and the literary girl was just made a business august twenty two mhm
1: mhm officially yes officially yes a business
0: yes. august twenty two mhm so what is it that made you pull this trigger finally
1: so i I realized that number one um I think so much in the church world, we don't wanna publicize what we do well because we think that it's arrogance mm-hmm. but I knew it was time and as I look at my future I'm you know presently single um, or widowed and so every I tell people all the time every bill in my house comes in my name so I want to secure my future financially
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well and why not do it Number one, based on what God has put in me. And number two, what I do well. Mm -hmm. And what I love to do. And I see it as a ministry. I really do. But because if I can help you look better on paper, then it's helped me as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I will say, and I've been told by friends and family alike, that I'm a very mean editor.
0: Well, you know what? I think that when I heard about the red on the paper (laughs) that was more than the black ink that was used to type, that's an indication that there's no kindness there.
1: (laughs) But I'm thorough. I'm thorough. And and I'm going to tell you, um, one of the first friends who, who actually said that to me and I and I got what she was saying. She had, she was publishing her second book and she asked me to just put another set of eyes on it. She had hired a publisher and editor and all of that. She said, just put a second set of eyes on it. And I edited that book and I said to her, let me say something to you. And I didn't charge her, I did it out of friendship because I'm I'm a person that wants to push you to be and to become But I said to her, I said, sweetie, they took your money. This was not edited at all. And she had been a teacher, you know, for many years. And she works in another capacity now. But I'm writing in the margin. Were you not a teacher? You should know better than this. Oh, wow. (laughs) She had this fascination with the semicolon. I'm like, why are all these semicolons over here? And she said, well, I thought you used them. I said, who taught you that? And she's from Michigan. And I said, is that what they taught you in the school systems of, of Michigan? And so she called me. She said, I know you love me. And I know you're doing this for me. But you are a mean editor. She said, you you offended me a couple of times. And I said, sweetie, it's in love. But I want your book to be written well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, again, there was a, um, a, a person that, um, that I had association with that wrote a book and I can tell you, and maybe this is an area that I need to grow in. I never opened the book because what was written on the back of the book was so poorly written. Mm. And I don't know if, if that person was self edited or they didn't get the right editor. And I'm not even talking flowery um, flattering words. I'm talking about basic subject-verb agreement. Mm. And I never, wow. I never opened the book to read it. And again, that might be to my detriment because there might have been some good information in there. But when it turned me off, I just,
0: I Picking had no head inclination
1: head. to pick it up and read it.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. So How did you come up with the name of The wording Girl?
1: Well, that's an interesting story. So I always thought my business would be called the fruit of her hands based on Proverbs 31, 31, which says, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her within the gates.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I told my mother for years, I said, I'm going to start you know, my business. And she said, well, go ahead and get that name registered before it gets gone. So when I finally got to that point in life to do it, there were already two business names with that name. One is a clothing boutique. I'm not sure what the other one was. It didn't really specify. But I was okay because I believe that that was for a season. Mm -hmm. And then so when I saw that, you know, two people had that name, I just said, well, Lord, you know. You know what it is, that it was not meant to be that. Maybe that's what I held on to. Maybe that's what kept me inspired. Um, mm-hmm. And it is still loosely based on that scripture. But I just, I keep my phone in the bed with me because when things hit, I have, to, I have to write them down very quickly. And I just picked up my phone. I said, then Father, speak. And what came to me was the wordy girl. Wordy girl. And I I want people while we're mentioning the business name, I want people to understand that that is not a name that means I am a person who talks a lot. It means Uh I do my talking, I do my preaching, I do my teaching by words on a page. So that's what I mean by the wordy girl. And it is also based on what is my favorite scripture, which is third John one and two. Beloved I wish above all things that thou would prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. And so I think for me, I can do well on the soul prospering and even on the in health because I'm doing some things to to work on my health issues but that prospering
0: for me I
1: believe a lot of that is prospering financially. Mm-hmm. I'm a giver and there are times I wanted to give and I didn't have it to give. So if this is one of the ways that God is um, securing me financially in the earth, then hey, let's get it.
0: Let's get it. So the Wordy Girl Literacy Services, Mm -hmm. Um, if someone wants to reach out to you for Mm -hmm. their business or Mm -hmm. just for other reasons of their own, what Mm -hmm. is the best way for them to reach you?
1: So they can um, reach me via email, which is W-R-I-T-E, the word right, mm-hmm. F-D-H-G, which is my official monogram, at gmail.com.
0: And I'm going to also post that email um, when we post and advertise for the, um, for the podcast to go live so people will have your email okay. and that's right w r i t e l d h g at gmail.com it Listen is here. It if is. you are a business owner if you are even if you're in college if you're working on whatever um here is a christian faith based service that will help you take your words to the next level Mm -hmm. go ahead
1: yes and again it doesn't mean that you're not a highly intelligent person it just means you um may struggle in that particular area and let's take the word so so there's s-o there's s-e-w there's s-o-w Not only do you need to know how to write that sentence, but you need to know the correct version of that word to put Mm -hmm. in the sentence. These are things that people look at when they are hiring you for jobs, when they are um, wanting to even sew into your business. Mm -hmm. There are businesses Mm -hmm. that don't do well, largely because of the print media that's on their business. Wow, I saw a I was behind a um a band one day and it was um promoting something about dogs and you're a dog owner, but it said um puppies and it had p u p p y s when it should be p u p p i e s yeah you know plural so. Those are little things that you you may be a great plumber, but if 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 the wording and your print media is so, let's just use the word jacked up, mm-hmm. you may not get the plumbing services and the plumbing clients that you could get because it's not professional looking.
0: Years ago, when I was in Atlanta, uh, Tom Joyner was on listen to Tom Jordan one morning mm-hmm. and then there was a time where you could call and tell something funny mm-hmm. and so this lady was telling the story of a car broke down and so um, it was an older gentleman with an older tow truck and um, she asked him do we take checks and he said yes she said well what's the name of your business he said look on the back window of the tow truck and he was Toe spelled T-O-E and not
1: T-O-E. And I would have been like, so you're a podiatrist. <laughs> so,
0: yes, yeah, there is a difference between Toe Truck <laughs> and Toe jam. <jail>. Yes, yes. <laughs> not, not the same. <laughs> oh, permission, Grant, listeners, let's think. Um, Felicia Gaston for joining us today. The wordy girl. Um, Again, please reach out to her for your business or for any services that you may need. Um, Just talk to her. You you hear her passion and she wants to make sure that you look good. And um, I think that's so important that sometimes when we run a business, sometimes we forget about the people That is sewing into us that we want to make sure that they're happy with what we give them. Mm -hmm. Any closing remarks,
1: ma'am? I just want to end with a little story. Story.
0: I thought you were going to sing, but go ahead. So
1: there's a funny little story, Kim, about a um, lady who was at work. She got a call from the babysitter. She said, the baby has, um, temperature has spiked. She's very sick. I need you to run by the drugstore, get her medicine, and then come home. Well, she leaves work, goes by the drugstore, realizes when she comes out of the drugstore that she has locked her keys in the car. Now, of course, she's frantic because the baby's sick. She found an old rusty coat hanger on the ground. She took it apart. She tried her best to get in that car to no avail. The coat hanger was so rusty, it ended up breaking. Well, about that time, this man drives up. He's got this long beard, looking like you know a Hell's Angel motorcycle driver or whatever. So he gets out and he said, ma'am, do you need some help? She said, yes, I do. She said, my baby's homesick. I've locked the keys up in the car. I've gotta get this medicine to the baby. He said, well, let me see what I can do to help. He took the other two thirds of that coat hanger. He went in that car and within a minute and a half that that car was unlocked. And she said to him, oh my God, thank you, thank you, sir. You're such a nice man, such a nice man. And he said, well, no, ma'am, really, I'm not a nice man. He said, I just got out of prison. She said, oh really, what were you in prison for? He said, for stealing cars. She said, God, you are so good to me. Not only did you send me help, you sent me a professional. (laughs) (laughs) So I say that to say help doesn't always come in the forms you think it should. And sometimes your help is in the background. So if I can help you be of assistance to um, even your business or even the things that you have to write in any way, the wordy girl is here. To help you out, and um, I'm available. Thank you, Kim, so much. This has been wonderful, and I'm excited about God is what He's going to do for not only me but for you as well. So thank you for your permission granted podcast.
0: Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, please, guys, if you're a business owner and you know someone has a business, please be kind and give them the email information for the wording Girl. Okay. All right, you guys have an amazing day, and I will be checking in with you guys soon. Thanks.